Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome in to the FlowTrack Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. Our email address, Podcast at gmail.com. We've got the Berlin Marathon coming up in a couple days. Remember, watch party live on YouTube at the Flow Track Podcast YouTube page starting at 2 a.m. Although Gordon wants to bump it back to get 15 more minutes of sleep, I believe. Have we settled on an exact time, Gordon? I think we're going to need to... Yeah, I need an extra 15 minutes. So we, the race starts at 2.15 a.m. So... I think we'll start the stream at 2 a.m. People can like file mm-hmm. in, start hanging out in the chat, but we won't start talking until yeah. 2.15 because we have two hours to talk and I need my extra 15 minutes, you know, and we're going to be here. We're going to be at the same house, right? You're coming over? You're spending the night at my place? That's the party? plan. That is the plan. Uh, a lot can still go wrong between now and then. Got to admit, this is the most nervous I've been about one of these shows since we started doing them. However, are you nervous? No reason to be nervous. Not about sleeping at your, well, I've heard rumors about the thermostat at your house. So that's a cause for a bit of a concern, but more mm. nervous about how well I'm going to hold up because the last one we did for Tokyo much earlier when we did those ones, when I did that one for London though, with Kaho, when you weren't there, that was tough. That was very difficult, but I'm hoping being in the same physical space as you, I'll be able to get some energy from yeah. that, even though we're not going to be sitting next to each other. Because when I was doing it with Kyle, I was just sitting in this room. It was just really dark. And then you get, you know, you're halfway done with the race and it's like 3.06 a.m. And then the fatigue starts to settle in. But I'm also counting on this, Gordon. I'm counting on it being a spectacular race. I'm counting yes. on us saying the following. I'm counting on myself actually saying the following. Gordon, let's check in. Is that world record pace? Gordon, is that American record pace? I'm hoping I say those two sentences a lot, which is just going to inject me with a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of energy for the race. Is there anything that could happen in the race that will justify both you and I just like giving up and be like, guys, we're, we're cutting the stream. We don't feel like staying up. We're going to bed. Like, 
I guess you need like Kira and Ilya to be like going out and you know I'm out two twenty five <laughs> pace and two o two o six pace. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna. The hard part is just is is getting up right. Once we're there, yeah. I'm still gonna be there because if there's something that happens that people are disappointed about, I want to talk about it, uh, and I want to talk about it with people tuning in live. So I wanna I wanna get through it all together. Um, before we go any further, we are sponsored. Gordon, this show is brought to you by Gooder Sunglasses, purveyors of sunglasses made for anyone who enjoys putting your body through hell and back. They have all types of sunglasses for sprints, 5K, marathon, ultra, trail, and track, all for $25 or $35. The website is gooder.com. That's G-O-O-D-R.com. $25, active sunglasses for anyone. They're all about creating fun, fashionable, and functional sunglasses that everyone can afford. No slip, no bounce, all polarized. Gordon, most importantly, all fun. Kevin, you know what the problem with sunglasses are? Three things. Mm. One, they're expensive. So if you break them and lose them, you're losing out on money. They can get ugly. Tough break. And they're over-engineered. But the Gooder Solution, which I have right here, check these out. Boom. Gooder Solution. Whoa. They're affordable, stylish, all performance. And here's how to get them. It's free U.S. standard shipping, $50 or more. 30-day free returns, one-year warranty, 100% carbon neutral, 1% for the planet. All you got to do, go to gooder.com. That's G-O-O-D-R.com. You like my sunglasses? Should I do the whole podcast? With the for, those of you who, for those of you who aren't watching, this is the slickest thing Gordon's ever done. He put the glasses <laughs> on and then was able to get the headphones over it as well, too. That was pretty yeah. good. That was well executed. You did not rehearse that either. I did not. Also... We didn't, we normally, when you get an ad deal, right? You, they give you some swag. This is actually an own purchase. I purchased these. You have it. Before we even got the ad deal. That's how much I love yeah. Gooder sunglasses. And I actually bought them before I even knew they wanted to sponsor the podcast. Come in nice little, little mango bag. I got black here. Black is always best. That's my suggestion. So if you're going to buy them, buy black. But if you want crazy colors, oh, they got those too. Yeah, they got everything. Yeah, and $25 or $35. Uh, check them out. All right, let's 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 discuss some news and notes, I think, from, from Berlin. First of all, everybody wants to know about the conditions. So I think we need to check in one more time. Actually, who are we kidding? We're, we're going to check in on race morning as well with Chief Flow Track Podcast Meteorological Correspondent. It's Colt Joyce. Colt. You were optimistic about fast conditions for Sunday. Has yeah. anything changed on all the radar? And I know you dig into these weather models pretty deeply. What have you been seeing out there in uh, in the German capital? Well, guys, and honestly, it doesn't look all that much different from when we were talking before. Um, maybe a little bit warmer. We're looking at somewhere in the uh, the mid like fifties. I know we were talking about it being a little bit cold in the morning, but still. Mm. Very small chance of rain, still very low wind. I think we're going to be fine. I think we're good. Keep keep that screen up, That's... Colt. I don't know about you, but look at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's a lot of rain. Rain, rain, rain. Very close yeah. to that Sunday. You know, if I'm not sure how weather travels, if it travels towards present or away <laughs> from present. I don't know how the rain goes, but I'm getting kind of worried that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, straight rain. Right there on the edge of Sunday. Hey, 
All that matters is Sunday. Now, Monday will matter for people's travel plans, but all that matters is Sunday. I remember being in the Boston Marathon, uh, covering it the year of the crazy weather, and the day before, it was bad. The day of, it was just insane. Some of the worst weather I've ever been in, let alone for a race. And then the next morning, I woke up on the way to the airport, and it was perfect. And I just thought to myself, how much that changed the course of running. People's careers were altered because of the weather. You know, people dropped out of that race, right? You had the two big surprises. If the race was one day later, a couple of days earlier, everything is different. Everything is different. The weather has such a large impact uh, on these marathons. But right now, yeah, it is holding. It is looking good. I mean, Colt's almost predicting or projecting we're going to have record watch marathon weather, both American for Kira D'Amato and potentially for world record for Ilya Kipchoge. That's what that looks like to me. That's what it looks like? That's your analysis? Well, it's Colt's call, right? He's the guy who, you know, went to obviously, you know, school to study these things for many, many years. Yeah. We, we don't have the, we don't have video of Colt's weather cave, but right now he is in, he's just surrounded by maps and stuff like yeah. that. So I got yeah. 10 monitors guys. <laughs> Very good. Um, That's just, just 10, just 10. Um, in the chat, if you're watching live, throw in some time predictions. What do you think men's winner? I'm assuming you think it's Kipchoge. Women's winner, if you think it's D'Amato, uh, is she going to get the American record? Is Kipchoge going to get the world record? I want to know what you guys think. Also, if you think somebody else on the women's side, there should be someone we should look forward to, um, look forward to watching, let us know. I wrote the women's preview. I put it up yesterday. D'Amato's a big favorite, Gordon. There's no other way to slice it than to say she is the big favorite just based on PR, but also past performance. She's been really consistent. There's a lot of other women in here who have been running marathons for a lot of years. So with them, you kind of have an idea of their range of performance. And it is in that 220, 221 range. Now, there are a couple people who are new to the scene here that you should look out for. But the vast majority of people in that top tier against D'Amato, on, on a good day, if, if they have their good day and D'Amato has her good day, D'Amato should beat them. That's the way this field breaks down. So we talked a lot about the motto on the Burning Questions podcast, and we're trying to think, like, what are we going to do on this podcast when we're ultimately trying to re-preview our preview? But the start list came out. Did you see who's on the start list? I believe you're referring to Dina Castor at the bottom. I am. Yeah, I think that's it's, awesome. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. What do you cool think the reasoning is it, for her? To attend this, attend this race and like be a part of potential new history with you know Kira breaking the American record again and now maybe winning a major and Dina's going to be in the race where it could happen. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And only in running could this happen. It makes I need to go and edit my preview though because I talked about the PBs of everybody else on the list. I gotta say that no, there is another sub two twenty woman in there. It's Dina Castor who's run who's run two nineteen. Let me give you a couple names though. To watch out for potential people who could beat D'Amato. So Rosemary Wanjiru, she's debuting in the marathon in this race, but she's run 65-34 in the half. She got 10th at the World Half Championships. She got 4th in the 10,000 in Doha at the World Championships. 
She's $29.50 on the road. If she takes well to the marathon, she's somebody who could win this race and be a big name going forward. The other one I'd say, and I'm leaning more to the people who are new to the race because we don't know the their potential. Vivian Chepkarui, um, she's sub 221, but she's only run two marathons. Both of them were in Vienna. She ran 220.59. So keep an eye on Chepkarui and in Wanjiru. But I still think this is D'Amato's, I think this is D'Amato's race to lose at this point. I've seen some predictions on times. I think we need to allow for two possibilities with D'Amato of her breaking the American record. I think there's the one scenario where she basically runs an equivalent to Houston performance, but the course is faster and it's a better day. And she runs 219.02 or she runs 218.59. But I think there's also another possibility of her not just breaking the record, but her smashing it, right? Her going 218 low or maybe even 217 high. That would be a woe. That would be a woe. Let me let me be clear one more time. That would be a woe for D'Amato. I mean, but I think we need to have that as a possibility because it's not as if she's breaking somebody else's record. It, it's her time that she ran in January. She might beat it by a little, but I think there's a possibility she breaks it by a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. 217 seems like a major drop-off, though, from your 219.12. But hey, a lot of times, you know, improvements come not intermittent. There's always sometimes just like a massive drop in time that happens in the marathon. It's not like, oh, I PB'd by 10 seconds. You, you normally don't PB mm-hmm. by 10 seconds. Typically, you PB yeah. by, you know, multiple minutes because you're just able to compound 26 individual miles of racing, which results in a big PB. Um, but yeah, I mean, 217 would be wild. It would definitely reset the record books and, make the rest of the U.S. women, the current and the future, kind of reevaluate what they're capable of. You know, if Kira can, you know, late in her career, go in the same year, run 219.12, and then another two, and then a 217. I mean, oof. yeah, maybe we're getting ahead well, of ourselves. Maybe we're getting a little too excited because well, of the weather. Maybe the, the cult weather forecast <laughs> is messing with our heads with thinking now 217s are happening. I mean, Houston is fast. Houston's a fast course, but... Berlin is faster. The competition's going to be deeper. I thought I was crazy, and then I got support here via the inbox. This is Tom who wrote in. Lives in Richmond. Followed Kira's progression. Yeah. Tom says, based on her shorter distance PRs, I'm thinking 217 because of her endurance-based training. He says, do you want to go down that road? I guess I'm getting up at 2 or 3 o'clock range to watch the race because folks will be texting me anyway. Can't wait for the post-event show. So, Tom's seeing that as well, too. I just think we need to allow it as a possibility because 219.12, is that what we're looking at here? Yeah. To get to 217.59. I mean, it's only a minute 59, away. It's a minute 12 away. 70, yeah, it's a minute 73, 13 away. Yeah, 73 seconds. Yeah, so you can do the math. She can shave off some time. It's a possibility. In the same way, you could say she might miss the record by a little or she might miss it by a lot. I think you can go in the other direction. She could get it by a little or she get it by a lot. And I think that's two different things, right? Her running 219.06 and her running 217.40, that's a huge difference, right? There's two different ways to break this American record. I think if she goes 219.06, you're like, all right, well, faster course, better competition. If she gets the win, still a, a huge day. But then if you're going into the 217s or going 218 low, I think you're entering a different stratosphere 
as it pertains to the the women's marathon globally right now. So don't just look for if she breaks it. Obviously, look look a little bit deeper. It's not just if she breaks it. It's it's by how much. Is there any like wager we can do here? I feel like I need a. You want to you want to lose more money? Why don't you just pay me the thirty seven dollars? We gotta. Why don't you tell me what your Venmo is, bro? I tried to get your Venmo. Here's what I I should do, Gordon. Here's I because as you know, I have I have a new weekly expense. I'm not gonna get into it here, but I have a new weekly expense in my life. I feel like I should bet that much every week against you. Because betting against you is so easy, it'll just net out to zero with the new expense that I have in my life. Because I already did it once, and I got $37, which almost cancels it out. But I need to do something every week where I can just continue. You're like an ATM for me, except it's not coming out of my account. Bro, it's just coming out bro. of your account. All right, come on. You're putting me I on scholarship, you, and I appreciate that. I'm not that I appreciate First of all, I just need, if we're going to be doing a live podcast at 2.15 in the morning, we need, we need some monetary... We need some excitement in the, in the two hours. Here's podcast. what we do. I need, I need to be on edge that I might lose something. I need that. Here's what you need to do. Then you need incremental bets. You need to come up with some split times. Let's Ooh. go full on, full on degenerate Gordon Gambler. And let's get some yeah, I'm down. split props throughout. Um, and that way you're sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting for both the men's and the women's splits to come through. Like what's the Kipchoge... Put- over under like that for like his first 5k I'll, I'll do first 5k ha- half marathon split final mile that he runs like get some give me some over unders yeah. and then i'm gonna yeah, bet, yeah, we'll do and that. then i'll bet against you can i do that will you be my bank that i'm are you the casino in this situation yeah i can set the can lines for over i don't know how much yeah it might be smaller bets for me dollar here dollar there Dollar. Come maybe on. Maybe challenges. With inflation. Maybe challenges. If I, if I at least five. If if I lose the five k bet, maybe it's a challenge, right? You got to go run outside around the block, or ooh, there's, challenge. there's okay. something in your there's something in your house that we have to. You're like, hey, Kevin, you have to clean the toilet. No, I'm not gonna do that. I don't know. No, you can. No, my house is clean. I just had a cleaner come Look in at yesterday. you. Clean the whole thing. Look at you. Uh, looking at the chat. Tyrannosaurus Speck is predicting Kipchoge 201.31. Raymond is predicting for the women 218.27 and 200.52. Let's talk about Kipchoge some more. You threw out the world record possibility. I think everybody's thinking it. But then we got word they're going to have a world record line during the broadcast. Why do you think that is, Gordon? Why is that? What's going on with the world record line? Because mm. he thinks he is they they're they're expecting a world record pace. Why have a line if you're not gonna run near the line? Right? Okay. That's what I think. That's what I think. That's the inference I made. That's what I think's going on. Horse. I don't think yeah, people couldn't see my expression. I was just going for a really old reference there. I think they at least consulted with him. Or his group. They didn't yeah. just decide. And you wouldn't blame them for doing it anyway. Because like, hey, he runs fast all the time. Let's just assume he's going to keep running fast. But I also think if he was going to run, if they said, hey, he's going to just go out there and run 204, they wouldn't do this. 
So we're hopefully going to see that world record line throughout the race, which I think is, is exciting. Um, I don't think he's going to have much competition after 30K, unless Adola really comes to play. You know, we get the Adola from last year, but even better, or we get the Adola from several years ago when he was able to lead Kipchoge in the final K. He's, he's the one who has the capability to do it. But as always, it's Kipchoge is a show. This is why you get up early. You get up early to, to watch Kipchoge. Yeah. I mean, it's very early. It's 2.15 a.m. Again, I'm not to make this podcast about our future. We're not previewing our podcast. We're previewing a race, but I feel like I, I'm, I feel like I have the same, like, you know, butterflies that these elite athletes are having. You're nervous? You know, yeah. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about having to talk for two hours at two o'clock in the morning. I think you were right before. And I think that just cements it. The reason you go to Berlin it's is to try to run fast. It, that's, yeah. that's the purpose of it, right? And the reason you put the, the line on the track is, or the line on the screen is because you think someone's going to at least be near it. Now, at 5K or 10K, if he's already off, it's just, all right, he's not running that fast. Let's, let's get rid of it. But I think he's going to at least give it a whirl. I don't think he's going to go out conservatively. I, unless something happened and there was some sort of clear setback to him in his training before. But I, I think he's going to go for it. I think he trusts himself enough that it's not too much of a risk. Because other athletes, lesser athletes, would be worried about the competition. And they'd say, I can't take too big of a swing because if I stumble, someone else is going to take advantage and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get beat. I think he knows that he has a huge cushion here. And if he goes for a world record, and he goes out at 201 pace and he still and he slows down he can still run 202 55 and win by a couple minutes and that's not a problem yeah. what do you think he would need to i think we talked about this in a, in a pod a few weeks ago how fast would he need to run to win athlete of the year well before i said world record but now i'm already i'm sort of walking that back just because you know you're saying 50% my 27% i think people thought that was too low uh, and by people, I mean, a couple of people I talked to, I wasn't getting a ton of feedback on that one. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't like I, I didn't like go to Starbucks and had people 27%. Why are you doubting the goat idiot? Here's your pumpkin spice latte. That, that didn't happen. That was not an interaction that helped happen, but I mean, we all agree it's Mondo, right? So what do you do to have a better season than Mondo? You're a marathoner. You only get to compete, you know, tops three times. Honestly, I don't think he's going to get it. Because I mean, if I he ran 159, he would get. It. If he ran 159, he should. He should. But then you look at the tables. Someone, did, someone in the other pod, I got the email somewhere. Someone looked it up, like what he'd have to run to have an equivalent time in the tables to Mondo. It's like insanely fast. It's it, it is like a 159. Let me try to find um this while you talk. Tables are not real. Tables are fake. Tables are yeah. Tables well, aren't. That's what they're like. Birds. They're not real. And why is she, what's the deal with the tables, right, Colt? Yeah, what's the deal with the tables? Um, so were you finding out what the table's saying? I'm trying to kill time for your table take. Let's do another. Yeah, I was doing a, I was doing a, I was doing a reference for Colt there, glasses. but you stepped all over it. Um, I can't put them on with the, right. sun, with the thing. I want to do okay. podcasts in sunglasses. I feel more. Please don't. Thoughtful and powerful with sunglasses. What do you think? No. <laughs> I'll take them off. Uh, okay, this is this what the table is courtesy of our courtesy of our friend Marshall. Um, 
he has so he has fourteen fifty five for his Tokyo victory. Um, so Mondo's at sixteen oh one right now on points. Is that right? Yeah, I can do this. Quickly um, for you. Kipchoge could break two and only get fifteen oh three, and then he'd have to average that with a fourteen fifty five. So basically, he could break two and still not, in terms of points, surpass Mondo. And what's the pole vault world record right now? 620. 621, right? Yeah. 621 is 1324. 1324 yeah. for the marathon is... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 201.13. Yeah, but on rankings, aren't you at your averaging series of performances, right? Well, I don't care about rankings. I'm just talking about like. Oh, you're talking about singular. Points, like, like, like a, singular yeah, performance. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He was, he was yeah, talking six, about. Si- yeah. To get no. ranked number one. Oh, no. I don't care about ranking. I'm talking about a 621 pole vault is 1,324 yeah. points, a 201.13. Is 1,324 points. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, to me, if he breaks the world record, we should at least have the conversation about it. I think he would move up to to number. It's sort of an all-or-nothing situation or a top-two-or-nothing situation because if he runs slower than the world record, I don't think people are going to put him in the top five, which is a shame. But you get to that level, especially when you run the marathon, you're only making two appearances a year, as good as you are. People kind of just see it as a track award, yeah, which they shouldn't. That's true. They obviously shouldn't because I mean, unless you want to make separate road, you know, marathoner of the year award, in which case Kipchoge has won the last like eight of them. So, uh, so you wrote the the preview for the men's and women's races. Obviously, it's all about Kira and all about Kipchoge. Who should we keep an eye on? To I know it's not going to happen, but if it did. Who has the most, who are like the top three candidates for shocking the world and beating Kipchoge? So, oh, for Kipchoge, that's a tougher one. I, mean, I really only see one. I see Adola. Even when you look at some of the debutantes here, okay, this person's run a fast half marathon. There's nobody who says, oh, I can run 202, 203 my first time out in Berlin. Is there a possibility? Sure, but nobody jumps off the page. After Adola, you have Gourmet Gebre Selassie, who's won a world title. He 
He's won uh, a major in New York City, but he struggled recently. Again, he would he would need to have a huge reversal in his performance to to get up there. I just I think of it like this, Gordon. What's the slowest Kipchoge could go? To me, it's like 204, unless something goes horribly wrong. On that course, I don't see him going any slower than 204 flat, and that would be that's wild. an off day for him. Basement. His basement is 204. <laughs> yeah, he has a very nice basement. Finished basement. He's got several TVs. Probably yes, got good. Pac-Man, pool table. Hardwood floors. Yeah. Like neon yeah. lights that like for like yeah. movie theater look. Yeah. Oh, he's got it has movie. like very like seating. Good like posters, like old like movie posters that are like limited edition. Mm-hmm. It's like the original yeah. Batman movie poster. Tim Burton, Ins- it, it, it's insulated too, so it's not getting too cold. It's not getting too hot. Like it's yeah. it's, it's a sweet basement. Kipchoge it has it like a, a sauna. It's better than the rest of the house. I mean, the house is it has great a pinball too. Pinball machine. Oh yeah, definitely pinball. He's a pinball wizard. Um, so then you got to ask yourself if that's his basement, who else can even get to two hundred four? And that's just to me, it's just a Dola at that point. Yeah. Um, Adola ran slower last year in winning the race. But he won the race, so you're not going to knock him on that. And he's run 203.46, but that was, that was the Kipchoge race. That was when he beat him. No, nobody else really gives you any sort of confidence they could run that fast. You have a lot of 205 and 206 runners. This thing is built around Kipchoge. On the women's side, the two names I mentioned before, Rosemary Wanjiru, I think look out for her. She is a debutante that could be, that could be really good. And Vivian Chepkarui, who's run two marathons, only both of them in, in Vienna and won both of them. The, the other set of women there, they've run enough to where you kind of have a good idea of what their potential is. So they could absolutely win, but it would require, I think, D'Amato also having an off day, right? And that's, that's yeah. kind of the way I look at it, is if everybody runs around what they've run in the past, who comes out on top? I, I think it would be D'Amato, but then you do have those two wild cards with the people who we haven't really seen their full marathon potential. And in the case of Wanjiru, I haven't seen her marathon potential really at all. Yeah. I gave you a lot of info that you weren't ready for all that insight. Were I you? wasn't. No. Yeah. I don't think our I'm a pro. Were either. I'm a pro, Gordon. You're great at this your job, my first Kevin. Marathon. Thank you, you need, man. This is, is it, it's, I dove in. It is. I dove in head force. Again, I don't just write live blogs. I can write previews too. I can do podcasts. Five tool player. Um, okay. Let's thank you, Colt. Appreciate it. You as well. Uh, Gordon, there was some news last time that we teased, but you didn't get to uh, finish talking about. Do you want to, you want to talk about that? I got to get a charger for my computer. So maybe we go full screen, Gordon. Or I'm going to talk, talk. I'm going to talk about oh. different news. So there was a race today. There was a cross country okay, race. You today. talk about that. Full, full screen, Gordon, go. Put, put in the rundown. Cool, I put it at the top of the rundown. Um, the Battle in Beantown, it's a cross-country race. I think Virginia was there. They were probably the only notable team that ran, but Virginia has a notable runner. His name is Gary Martin. You guys know him, sub-four-miler. He finished 17th place in the race. He was the number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth runner. For Virginia. And this is kind of like a little eye-opening, right? Because it makes you think about, you know, you see these other freshmen like Will Anthony and 
Justin Watchell. I haven't heard of these guys. Maybe, sorry if I should know who you are, but Gary Martin's like, you know, the marquee stud recruit. But when it comes to running at the 8K level and then ultimately a 10K, you know, he's not up there with the best of the best. And it makes you think of what we should expect from true freshmen this year. Because while we have seen incredible improvements from the top uh, high school classes, you know, with the shoe technology and just everyone just running so much faster, it seems like the current era of high school running is all time. Like people in the 80s and 90s and 2000s would kill to have any one of the top 10 runners from any given year of the past three years. But I think that all time great high school recruits aren't necessarily guaranteed to be immediate impact. In this situation, Gary Martin, he's an all-time great high school recruit, but doesn't mean he's going to be the number one runner for Virginia. And it's not like Virginia is, you know, NAU with like a returning class, a returning team that won nationals. You know, Virginia is like a middle of the road, you know, top 18 to top 30 type team. And in this situation, Gary's ninth on that one team behind two other freshmen of that same team. So it makes you think what hold on. You know, hold on. I joined what? I joined this late because I had to get my charger. Your big takeaway, you're talking about the guy who was ninth on Virginia. Yeah, was Gary Martin. Well, then Gary Martin, he's a sub four miler. Yeah. Like true freshman. Yeah. People I thought he would have been like their number three dude. I mean it's a that's meet news. The end of the end of September. What was he was Okay, you can we can do that. It's a, four, it's a meet that's not nationals. We get it. None of these meets matter. 30, 35 seconds behind. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I'm not selling Gary Martin. I'm keeping my Gary Martin stock. You can okay, sell it can if you want it. to. I'm keeping it. You can. You already given up on him? I given up on him for the 2022 cross country season. I think I ranked him like 40th in the country. Well, that's your expectation, man. Don't put people in boxes. I don't like that. That's not a box. Let's put them on a pedestal. Maybe fly. Finish top 40. Anyway, Spread your wings so Gary Martin fly. didn't have a good race. Maybe he's, maybe it's just like, you know, freshman jitters and he'll put it together by ACCs, but someone to watch. Another athlete to watch that we're not going to get to see tomorrow is NAU freshman Colin Salmon. Now, Let's Run did a report uh yesterday or two days ago with the headline top recruit colin salman may not race for nau this fall and it's all based around a quote from head coach mike smith where they he's quoted saying this is one of the most gifted athletes we've ever seen coming out of high school dot 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 it's probably on the more unlikely side that we are putting him out there this fall unless we just had a succession of green lights that things were just right. Mm. So, and then they, you know, they debate should top recruits run freshman year or coaches being too overthinking it, let them run. You know, we've seen people run well as true freshmen. Some people don't, it's okay. All that yeah. stuff, right? And I personally think NAU needs Colin Solomon. I think they need him to be, for them to have a chance to win. Yes, they have like nine, they're nine deep, but you know, five score. So having really good yeah. six runners and seven runners doesn't matter. Um, right, right. But I think this is a big Fugazi. I think Colin Solomon's running 
I think Mike Smith is just simply hedging and not making any promises and not building him up like 100% he's running. I think when you, when you go to NAU, you're running at 7,000 feet. And when you go to NAU, you're running for a team that probably does the same type of workouts year in and year out with a coach who knows that these workouts translate to these types of finishes at nationals. He has a lot of reference points. He's literally has like the past five seasons of reference points to know like, mm-hmm. hey, this is probably an All-American type runner. This is a top 50. This is a top 100. And I right. think he's probably thinking, I have a lot of guys. You only can run seven at a time. Colin Salmon, I'm going to let this guy just go through the workouts and training, and we'll make a decision on this guy by Nutty Comb. And so we're going to know if Colin Salmon's running nationals if he debuts at Nutty Comb. Why do we know this? Because look at the past top freshmen. When Brody Hasty, top recruit coming in, he didn't run Nuttycomb. Therefore, they redshirted him. The next year, Drew Bosley, he didn't run anything. He was an unknown. He was just working out. I know this because we were filming the, the running with the boys in 2019. And then Drew Bosley made his debut at Nuttycomb and ended up being their number one runner, even though they lost, but he's top 20 guy. Then Nico Young, he didn't run like at the random Oklahoma State meet. He was not put in until late in the season. And then he ran in was top five nationally. And then Colin Salmon is the same thing. He's good. Coach is going to say, Mike Smith is going to same th- say the same thing every year for all of his top freshmen. We're not running them unless we know they can be top five and score. And we'll mm-hmm. know that by mid-October. So when you're, ask, when you're interviewing this guy in September, he's going to be like, I don't know. He's probably not going to run. We'll see. If he's on a starting line, I, th- I think it's very simple. If Mike Smith runs you at Nuttycomb, you're probably on the varsity squad. If he doesn't, you're not. Unless Assuming it goes well at Nuttycomb. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. yeah. But I think the coach is good enough to not put someone out there who's going to bomb at Nuttycomb. Well, Bosley didn't bomb. You know, people, you know. Yeah, I think it, the problem is going to solve itself. The phrase he uses, yeah. a succession of green lights. Well, if he has a succession of green lights, that means he's going to be able to help the team. And if he's going to be able to help the team, he's going to run. If he doesn't have all the green lights and he's not going to help the team, or there's some issue with it, then why you're not going to put him out there if he's not, the team is good enough, right? NAU is deep enough to where someone's going to get your spot if you're not right. So then they're not going to burn a season of eligibility to have him run and be the number 10 runner yeah i'm with you i think they need him at least the way it looks right now and i think he'll be able to handle running three times three three cross-country races in the fall i think i have enough confidence in smith and and the coaches at nau to uh get him prepared and be on the start line he's obviously run in a lot of high pressure races already he did some pretty intense training in high school as we know about so to me, coach, a coach, a cross-country coach, a college cross-country coach saying they may not run, you can slap that label on a lot of different athletes every fall. A lot of different yeah. freshmen in particular. Like you take all the top 10 freshmen over the last decade, and if you went back and said, hey, did you think you'd run? Ah, we don't have 50-50. We want to see how they adapt to training. Because nobody wants to rush them into it, obviously. But they're also there to race and run and compete and help you 
succeed. That's the whole point of them being there. Yeah. I guarantee you, Colin is probably literally in Stillwater right now with the team, and he's going to do a workout Saturday morning on that course. That's what they did with Drew. That's what they did with Brody. That's what they're going to do with Colin. He's going to be there. He's going to do a workout. Maybe he did it. Maybe he had like a scheduling conflict. He's not there, but he travels the red-shirted freshman who may run sure. to these meets and they do workouts. I mean, Milt did that with Grant Fisher and Sean McGordy. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they do. They like keep you in the team. You're not putting, technically putting the jersey on, but you're still doing workouts at the same time. Right. Anyway, I think he's going to run. So that's just me, though. We'll find out by Nuttycomb. When you have really good freshmen on your team, they're able to help you right away in the, in the same yeah. way that a, a, a mediocre recruiting class couldn't help you. So you, if they can help you right away, you want to use them right away. Not at the expense of their long-term career, but if Colin Salmon right now is at you know, a certain level and you know by his college career he can go up another two or three levels from that, that's great, but at his current level, he can still help you. So if you're able to use him at his current level to help you win another national title because he would be part of the best five you can put together, the best seven you can put together, of, of, of course you're going you're gonna to run him. But that's, yeah. that's why we do the sport. I think, yeah, I think Mike said, used the word unlikely because he truly doesn't know. And I think it's better to say unlikely and then him run than him to say, we want him to run and then he doesn't. Like that looks worse. It's better to mm-hmm. like go from not running to running than going from, yeah, we're going to run you to not running. Because then it's like, oh, why not? Is he not good enough? Is he hurt? And then it becomes all this thing. Yeah. But I think the real answer is, I don't know. We'll find out in three weeks. So you use the word unlikely. I remember, yeah, I rem- this brings me back to last year when you floated your solution for NCAA cross country. Strangely, is not taken up by the coaches and not adopted for the 2022 season. I think that was a big missed opportunity for them. Um, I don't, with that, do you think if we did have that sort of system and the cliff notes version of it, right, is basically would just force teams to compete earlier. So you'd have to show your hand. The really good teams could still play some games because they could qualify with people who are lesser runners, but it is this, Solomon's a big deal. Solomon's, yeah. you know, <laughs> how fast he ran indoors and outdoors last year, what he did in the cross-country course, and just his, his status being TBD. And we're how many weeks from nationals? Yeah, stupid. Seven, we're six, two months six, away. Six, seven weeks. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, it makes it tough as a fan to follow like what's going on. I agree. But Anyway, I think he's going to run. I think there's a 60% chance he runs. 60%. So more than Kipchoge world record odds there, guys. Yeah. I think we're more likely to see Colin Solomon run than a world record. So if we see a world record, that means we're guaranteed to see Colin Solomon. So, Man. And are you, too bad. Mike Smith is watching that and be like, you know. Yeah. It's too bad Nuttycomb isn't. If Nuttycomb was this weekend, that would have been a sick parlay. A Kipchoge, yeah. Colin Solomon start parlay. That would be pretty good. I like that. That would be good. I don't know where that's available, but you can try to find that somewhere. Uh, another prediction in the chat. 
chat. KNY Kipchoge 201.16. Well, so far, everybody of the three who have made predictions, they've all predicted world record. Uh, Dustin in the chat, who's a member. Thanks for being a member. Remember, you can be a member. Just five bucks. Uh, hit that join button down mm-hmm. there. NCAA cross country is frustrating because it's like watching a team practice for a few months and guessing who is in the best shape. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 100% nailed it. That's very true. That's all you're, we're watching glorified practices. None of it matters. Even regionals is a practice because the NCAA champion last year did not even run regionals. Whitney Orton. No, it wasn't Woody Orton. Uh, the, uh, the other one, uh, Corny, for, Corny, Corny Wayman. Wait, who won? Was it Corny Wayman or was it Whitney Orton? Oh, my God. I'm confusing those two. I want you to keep two. guessing. I oh, guys, I don't. It was Whitney Orton. It was Whitney Orton, right? Yeah. It wasn't Corny Wayman. Was it? <laughs> it was Whitney I, Orton. Who won? I think it was Wayman. It was, but I don't was think it Wayman? No, it was Orton. Oh, no, it was Orton. Wayman. Okay. Oh, I'm making you look good, Orton. Gordon. Well, Orton okay. didn't run the regional yeah. qualifier and won nationals. Correct. Yeah. So like clearly nothing matters. And you had a solution, but it was ignored. It was ignored. Coaches think that, you know, they can run hundred mile weeks, but they can't run a 10 K, which makes no do sense. Do you think, do you think there's a, uh, a space? I'm just, I throw crazy ideas out there when it comes to NCAA cross country. Do you think there's a recruiting pitch out there for some coach to be like, hey, come to my school. Like, we'll race a lot. Don't you like to race? Isn't that fun? And if you go to these other yeah. schools, you're only going to race a couple. Or, or do you think the athletes are like, sweet, I only got to race three times. Love it. Yeah. Maybe this is like, just a big ploy by college coaches not wanting to like go to track meets and they just want to like, or go to cross country meets and they want to kind of stay home and enjoy the weekend and watch college football. You know, they travel so much. It's a, it, it's a tough job, you know, especially when you're talking about all the recruiting and some of those assistants too, you know, you're not getting, not getting huge paychecks. It is tough. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying it's not, and I wouldn't blame them. Uh, but just the frequency of racing, I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of like a super competitive, awesomely talented 18 year old. I think it'd be kind of awesome to go out there and <laughs> win a bunch of races and post about it. That's what I would well, spend like, my time. 50% of my time would be winning races. 50% of my time would be posting. Actually, I'd have to study too. So let's break that into thirds. Posting, winning, studying. That, that's how my time would be devoted. But like I NAU ran at a meet like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Like they could have ran their A squad. Yeah. All those guys 
were running that exact day, just happened to be doing a workout that day instead of a race. Like they yeah. could have done the race and then added more at the end to make it a workout. Like, yeah. but you know, they're just overthinking it. Like, it's I weird. Think the Nico Young really would swings. still finish top three at nationals if he ran in a September 17th meet versus not running a September 17th meet. The exact same I think result. Part of happen. it. But see, how much of it is con conservation and how, of energy and not wanting to risk things? And how much of it is just gamesmanship and everybody is following everybody else? So, oh, they didn't run their top team. We're not going to run our top team. I think it's evolved to that point where it's just – you just don't do it. It's become a tradition <laughs> to not run yeah. your best people. Didn't Mance – like Mance, was it last year he ran like five or six times? Maybe. I just don't know how it, you can be burnt out by racing too much, but not burnt out by doing hard workouts too much. Like it just Mantran. They're still doing something hard year. on that exact race day. It's not like they're they're sitting on a couch on race day. They're going out there and doing a hard workout on race day. So what's the yeah. difference? Mance ran six times last year on the way to the title. Yeah. Autumn Classic, Griac. Pre-Nats, West Coast Conference, Mountain, and then NCAAs. First, 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 first. And then the, the female counterpart ran like twice <laughs> or three times. At BYU, hey, too. Orton. Yeah, at BYU. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, again, in the chat. Imagine a world rankings type system in cross country and you only qualify with enough regular season points. Crying emoji. Yeah. Yeah. You would, you'd have, some people wouldn't make the meet. Some teams wouldn't make yep. the meet. Well, they, everyone would make the meet. They would just would change. They'd be like, oh, I guess we can do what we said we can't do. You know? Everyone always just does what the world asks of them to do. Well, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. There's a little bit of hurting here. And I, and I think even if you had a team that's like ready to roll and you felt injury-free, no issues, and you're going to say, hey, go out and run this race and keep it at a 7.5 out of 10, some people I don't think would do it just because it would make them – look different than the other teams and be like, well, why, wait, why are they running their A squad? Now, Mance, Mance is different, right? Mance has nothing to prove. It's like, okay, you don't like how I'm racing? Come beat me. And no one beat him. So they don't, they don't care. And he seems like a guy who just wanted to race and wanted to race a bunch. I just, it's funny, you know, you go high school, you just, the, the MO usually is over racing. And then you go into college and it's just a complete like overcorrection 180 in the other direction. We do have a, a race going down live literally at this moment, 19 minutes in. The Oregon Ducks are running the Bill Dillinger invite. Let's bring up those Ooh. results. They're about to finish. We'll end the podcast after these results come through. But this is, you know, Jerry. Uh, let me try to find the. Jerry debut. Jerry debut. I guess they did run a random oh. meet, but this is them running an A squad. So we'll see what they have. From their A squad. Uh, since Cole, I did the, I uh, the results in, since I did the hot seat thing with Mike Smith after they got third, I think I need to do the same thing with Schumacher, right? Oh yeah. Well, they they might win. They they'll, they'll win this race. I think Portland's there, but I don't know. Portland's mm -hmm. probably running like a C team or whatever. I don't know. It's all it's it was sarcasm, Gordon. I wasn't actually. I don't actually think. Um, so go to right. split five. Anything go else? to split five, Colt. Split five. We don't. We don't need to do. We don't need to do this. Look at this though. This. A guy named Brian Barazia, not to be con confused with Brian Barraza. 
Barsaya. Barsaya. Look at that. Aaron Benfeld still has eligibility somehow. They're in second. We can't UCLA. be doing this. We can't be UCLA reading live cross good. country results on this podcast. This is not. I'm not. That can't abide. I'm going to veto this. We can do this with Kipchoge running. That's it. That's that's look, basically UCLA having three in the top six no. at the whatever split mark, the 20 minute split We're, mark. As a society, we are not going to read live Bell Gellinger invite invitations on a podcast. We're just not going to do that as a podcast community. Just you know what? You you are like a thousand percent right. So mm-hmm. I will abide by that rule. Thank you. All right, do you have anything else? Um tune into the podcast tomorrow uh Saturday night, Sunday morning, two Sunday, mo- Sunday morning. Sunday morning, two fifteen AM. Are we gonna be Central. are we gonna are we gonna be like drinking like caffeine? No. Oh caffeine? Yeah. I think I might bring some caffeinated beverages. Just as a, I'm gonna have a lot of different monster energy. Not like that. I have no idea how my body's gonna react, so I'm gonna have several different options based on what my body demands, and I'm gonna have them laid all out in front of me on the table. It's gonna be like choose your own adventure for me. Like if you're, we should do a uh, this. We should have a contest where people tweet at us their watching situation of them watching Kipchoge in bed and like their layout. Because no one is like up sitting like normally at a team. Uh, yeah, They're yeah. all going to be just on their computer in bed, like half awake, being like, hey, what's the split? Yeah. Um, if you like hashtag Kipchoge in bed or something, that sounds a little too much. We, we'll figure yeah, it out. We'll figure out the, the correct yeah. hashtag. Yeah, that's that could be misconstrued. I think <laughs> I, I'm just – your body, you never know how it's going to react, right? You could get You could be wired. You could be super sleepy. You might be hungry. You might wake up. And at like at three o'clock, I might just be like starving and want a short stack of pancakes. Does that mean I'm gonna go into your kitchen and cook some pancakes while you talk for a few minutes? Maybe. Like I need to be prepared for literally any sort of uh demand that my body places. Be prepared on. to have nothing to cook in my kitchen for the I'm bringing it. I'm bringing this. That's oh, what I'm saying. Okay. I'm gonna bring provisions. I need to sketch this out. I have, you know, it's like a flow chart basically. If this, then this. If that, then that. Gotta go. It's like you know, like an NCAA cross-country season. You got to have a lot of uh, backup plans and backup to the backup plans. Because I don't want to be at the 25K mark and all of a sudden I'm st- I am need like a cheeseburger. Like, I, I don't want that to happen, right? Or I'm tired. You don't want or I Or I go, maybe I get too much caffeine in me and by 12K I'm just screaming into this microphone, right? We also have to have the, entertain the possibility Colt falls asleep. Yeah, that, that is a big possibility. Yeah. Can we turn I think off? I Colt plans on like going to sleep. Stream on our own. Colt, Colt's going to realize I don't need to change the camera feed. We're just keep it up. Um, Set a timer for two hours. Call it there. This right, might be the missed, first time Colt could literally get paid to just take us to sleep. Just turn it on and go to sleep for two hours. Set an alarm. Hey, he earned it. He earned it getting up that early. I may have uh, misconstrued our audience's. Uh, Love for cross country, Gordon. Because in the chat, Matthew says, as a society, you will read those results live. Um, Dustin says, the world asks you to read the results verbatim for the next 45 minutes. Thomas says, the leader from Washington State just ran a 257 last K. He's dying. Okay, so let's just let's bring you don't that even up. know your own audience, Kevin. You don't know your. I know. Own I audience. feel bad. I feel bad. This is this is the this is the true believers here. So how close are we? Aaron Benfeld. Aaron Benfeld. 
Oh, it's over. This is it? It's over. Okay. Yeah, there are the it. results. Benfeld, Strangio, Pelequin, McIntosh, McMahon. Wait, did Oregon win? One, two, three, four. Oh, I mean, go, go to uh, team. Click on team. On the, up, right there, right, click on team. Ooh, yeah, 33. Oregon 33, UCLA 53. UCLA had a good run. I mean, Portland, they're like a top 10 well, team, Port- in my opinion. They well, but they didn't run Strangio was un- unattached. Strangio was yeah. unattached. You put you put them in there. I think he's a little bit better. Well, go back to the, the result. Go back to the result. Yeah. Go back to the team. Right. The, re- the individual. Back. See, now you're in. Now you're intrigued. Well, I just I'm playing along for the audience. There you guys go. <laughs> Thomas says, "Hey, Kevin, you ever heard of DoorDash? Yeah, I don't want to spend a ton of money. And again, I don't know what it's going to be." An unpredictable couple hours. I just don't know what I'm excited. Gonna ask. I think we need to introduce a lot of chaos to the two hours. I'm going to bring some. You got to understand though, people surprises. People are going to be watching in Europe too, and they're going to be like, "Wait, why are these guys freaking out?" Like it, the bid only works if they're wa- also in in the United States. Otherwise, it'd be like, Ooh. "I want some actual analysis." I'm bringing actual analysis. You saw those previews, man. I'm not freaking. Screwing around. Well, you can be the, the analysis Ranchero. guy, and I'll be the, okay. the fun sidekick. I'll be the Kevin Hart commentating the uh, oh, said yeah. breaking two. Breaking two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to leave it there unless anybody has anything. You got anything left? No. I mean, no. Okay. I had nothing. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, thanks to Gooder for sponsoring again uh, the website. Is run, sorry, gooder.com, G O O D R.com, G O O D R.com. $25 active sunglasses for anyone. They're going to be sponsoring the uh, Sunday show as well, too. So thanks to Colt for producing. Have a great Friday and Saturday, everyone. Hopefully, we'll see you on Sunday morning. If not, you can catch the archive on YouTube or the audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, like, subscribe. Instagram. We're all on all the platforms. Check it out. We'll talk to you guys on Sunday morning.